Hi, I'm Andy Sohn. Camp Arcadia and Church Extension Fund are two of my favorite ministries. I came to camp for teen and family weeks and worked on staff there for four of the best summers of my life. I grew in mind, body, and spirit. CEF's mission to help build God's kingdom is integral to places like camp that make ministry happen. CEF provides loan and investment options for Lutherans and other ministries. To learn more about how you can get involved, visit mi-cef.org. Church Extension Fund, building the future in Him. Welcome to the 2022 season of the Arcadia Cast. Camp Arcadia's Dean and Lecturers program recorded live in the assembly during the 100th anniversary season. In groupings of episodes, we will feature each series of lectures shared during camp's 2022 season. So grab your cup of coffee and imagine Lake Michigan out the windows to your right as you tune in and join the camp community in listening and learning. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna get uh, things started, and um, thank you for coming back. It's good to see you. Um, we're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff today. We're gonna have to time travel to get everything in today, but it's gonna happen. We know how to we know how to do that. And um, Peter is going to unveil this morning sometime the new song that he's written from all the scraps of paper that you gave him. And it's quite a lovely song. It's quite, quite very cool and everything like that. So we're going to sing The King of Love My Shepherd Is. And as you know from singing that before, perhaps, that's Psalm 23. So when we think about psalms of reorientation... You know, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, is certainly one of those key psalms that gets us back on the path again, right? So the way that we're going to do this, we're all going to sing verse 1, women on verse 2, all on 3, men on 4, just Pete on 5, and then all on 6, okay? And I'll call it out as we go through it, too. Oh, it's over here. You just need your stand. Yeah, he's, they're getting a stand. Rim's getting a stand. Thanks. So as, as we're getting our technology straightened out and everything, I'll give you a heavy-duty quote. I just love this quote. It is written by... Um, it was written by... Jonathan Sachs, who was the, the rabbi of um, London. And he says this, sharing food is the first act through which slaves become free human beings. One who fears tomorrow does not offer his bread to others but one who is willing to divide his food with a stranger has already shown himself capable of fellowship Perfect. and Thank faith. Thank you very much. Yes. The two things from which hope is born, 
That is why when we begin the Seder, the Passover meal, by inviting others to join us. That is how we turn affliction into freedom. And another 16th century rabbi by the name of uh, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov wrote these words, the exodus from Egypt occurs in every human being, in every era, in every year, and in every day. So this lovely hymn, all on one, women on two, all on three, men on four, Pete on five, all together on six, the restatement, glorious restatement of um, Psalm 23. What, what number is this? Is that in here? It's, 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 it's not. So it's just it's in, yeah. Yep. Women on verse 2. Men on four. Just Pete on five. Thou spreadst a table in my sight, thine ancient grace bestowed, and all wooden transport. 
Lord of delight from thy pure chalice flow. All on six. And so So, you know, Pete gets to travel, he gets to be in a lot of different places, and um, several years ago, um, he, Buffett was on the, several times they were on the David Letterman show, and so we put an announcement out at church that, you know, Pete and Jim were going to be on the Letterman show, and some people then said, well, how will we know who they are? And I said, well, they're going to be the ones with the red hymn books, <laughs> you know, uh, so, and they were, you know, they were singing the song. So this next song, you know, this is uh, A Mighty Fortress. It is based on Psalm 46, another psalm of reorientation. Um, when you sing this song, you know, you can see and feel a whole lot of different images. Um, certainly, when, when Luther wrote this, you know, he, you can see some of... King David in here, and then um, it's it's just a powerful, powerful song, as as you well know. Um, what is very cool is to be in another country, in a, a Lutheran church, all around the world, and hear them sing it in their own vernacular. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, it's just it's just amazing. So we kind of think, well, you know, this is our tune. You know, I was in um, Dakar, Senegal, at the Lutheran church there. It was founded by um, Finnish Lutherans, the church in, in Senegal. And uh, I'm sure the, the Finns one day in December got in their boat and they said, any place has to be better than this. Uh, and whatever we crash, I don't know if there's any Finns here this morning. But, um, you know, but any place we land. So, you know, so here you are with Africans speaking French, you know, singing a mighty fortress in French in Dakar, Senegal. Just on Reformation Sunday. Just kind of, right? You know, so it's, it's just, just powerful. So we will, um, how about we all sing on one, um, women on two, Pete, do you just want to play guitar on three? Um, I'll, I'll do my best, sure. <laughs> are you, are you uh, in key of C? Is this yeah. a, okay. Okay. So, you know, um, John Mellencamp, who comes from Lutheran stock and also comes from Indiana, you know, so being from Indiana and also having some Lutheran genes in him, you know, when his record company said they wanted him to do John Mellencamp's greatest hits, you know, he said, well, you know, I, I, I don't think I have any greatest hits. So the name of that album was, This is the Best I Can Do. <laughs> it's kind of humble, you know, the humility there. So um, 
All on one, women on two, Pete on three, and then all on four. Okay? Does that work? It'll work out. We've been rehearsing this all day yesterday. I just want you to know.
tune and, and tone today. And yeah. um, in 2018, a year after the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, 2017, Sue Ann and I were fortunate enough to be on a bike ride from um, Copenhagen to Berlin. And uh, it was a great trip, and, and we were, as we came out of Denmark, and then we took a ferry, and we, then we were in Germany, and we were able to visit some of Sue Ann's family, um, who lives in a little village called Hilgermissen, um, which is close to Hamburg, which is where her part of the tribe um, comes from. And um, we were then riding into parts of Germany that were the former East, East Germany. Some of you had gone through Checkpoint Charlie before, you know, been in that part. And, and we came upon this one place, and there was this bike path, and it was in the former East, and it was right on the border of East and West, and there was about 24 inches of a cement path, and then about 30 inches of grass, and then another 24 inches of cement path over here. And our guide told us that this bike path was formerly the path that the Panzer tanks used to patrol on the border. And when you kind of then looked around at the geography too, you could see how the land and everything and had kind of been moved and shaped to, to make that a space or a place where they had good vision, you know, and no one was going to be able to, you know, kind of cross over. But I thought about that whole passage about, you know, um, weapons being turned into plowshares. Because that space that we were riding upon was just a glory, it was, you know, just a glorious ride in the park, right, on the trail. But, you know, for many years, it was a scary, scary place and, and all that. And you could still see kind of some of the, the, the remnants of that. And so um, we also rode through a, a spot there that was in the east and in the front yard of a church um, that had somewhat been kind of decommissioned was a big boulder, kind of like some of the boulders out here. And uh, on it, it said, Ein Festeburg. 1917. So if you kind of go backwards, right, put it on reverse, that was the 400th anniversary of the Reformation. And what was going on in 1917? We were in war. And Lutherans in Germany were singing the Mighty Fortress, and we were singing the Mighty Fortress, and there was a little bit of you know, lots of nationalistic strains kind of in, in all of that. So I think sometimes, too, when we sing some of these grand old hymns, we also have to kind of know a little bit of the background. This is certainly from Psalm 46, and it's a psalm of reorientation. Now, this next song that Pete's going to do, Waterfall, it happens to be Phil Willimon's, you know, favorite song. And so we weren't going to do this, but he paid a lot of money for us to do it this morning. <laughs> That's just the way it works, you know. We haven't gotten the check yet, but, you know, we know we will at halftime. Yeah, just, you know. And I don't know if this is a song of orientation, disorientation, reorientation. Maybe it's a song of everything, you know, but it's all about water, and that's what we're going to be doing tonight. Pete, what do you think? What do you, you wrote it. What do you think? Oh, you 
my, I think my songs tend to be a mix of all of that. It's a, a, always a reorientation for sure because I just think that every day is like that. You wake up and Ray Bradbury used to say, I, to write uh, during my day, I wake up in the morning and step on a landmine. It blows me apart and I spend the rest of my day putting myself together. So every, every one of my days is reorientation, but uh, uh, definitely, uh, definitely grace and, and you know, just the overflow of abundance. Um, we were talking about this this morning, Ron, about thankfulness, as you said before, joy comes from gratefulness, not gratefulness from joy. Yeah, as we talked about the other day, uh, a, a grateful heart uh, makes a joyful heart, not necessarily the elements that make you happy make, uh, make joy. And uh, we talked about this morning, even in hardship, how we can stop for a moment and be I mean, without getting uh, into too many bodily functions, just thankful for a digestive system. If you know, if you can actually relieve yourself, <laughs> yeah, after breakfast especially. But um, just those subtle things that we just take so for granted while we're on searching for our mountaintop success in one way or another, or our daily agenda. So uh, uh, it goes like this. <laughs> Waterfall, drink your fill, washing over me it spills. Night and day it's running wild, we're born to be a river child. This is love that's been spilled, this is grace that is will. Every empty heart be filled, waterfall, waterfall. This is love that's been spilled This is grace that is willed Every empty heart be filled Waterfall, waterfall Rust or diamonds Will you wonder who you are Under who you are Lord, I'm trying all the while I'm tumbling, barrel rolling What a crazy way to save me Waterfall, don't you stop Desert wind, tired or not Round our voices that rejoice and stand for peace don't you stop There's no flag to unfold No weapon can control Overboard as it will roll This one for all waterfall and where you turn you look back and you're not so sure but in the hands of love you were all alone all alone rust our diamonds well you wonder who you are under who you are Lord I'm 
were rolling What a crazy way to save me We were tumbled in the stream We were crashing over and over We are broken at the seams Oh, oh Filled with holy water One more time We are tumbled in the stream We are crashing over and over We are broken at the seams Oh, oh Filled with holy water Every plan that I've made Has been mystified by grace Loving on swept me away And it's too late, it's too late Rust or diamonds Well, you wonder who you are Under who you are Lord, I'm trying All the while I'm tumbling Barrel rolling What a crazy way to save me If you know this by now You can sing it with me It goes like this We are tumbled in the stream We are crashing over and over We are broken at the seams Whoa, whoa Filled with holy water Can you keep that going? We are Okay, so this is how it goes. I'm going to hold the note. <laughs> you sing, We are tumbled in the stream We are crashing over and over Here we go. One, two, ready, and... Crashing over and over We are broken at the seams Whoa, whoa Filled with holy water Okay, I'm taking off We are We time we are we go we live filled with holy water nice singing Thank you. So choir practice is at 7.15 tonight, and Pete expects you all to be there, you know, so that's just the way it's going to go. Um, you know, I, I, I should have said this the other day on the 4th of July, that first of all, um, 
If you are a, a veteran, would you please raise your hand? If you're a veteran, please raise your hand and let us give our, show our, our appreciation and thanks. And uh, also, I know that uh, there are some children of people and grandchildren of people who are in the armed forces now, and we hold them in our, our prayers um, as well. And, uh, you know, it, as I go travel around, a lot of old churches, you know, they would have a plaque out in the narthex. Is there one at Trinity that lists people who served um, in World War you know, one or two, but a lot of places have it, you know, there's a, a plaque and then um, either they served or they gave their life, you know, so one time a little boy asked the pastor, um, said, Pastor, what's that big plaque over there with all those names on it? And uh, the pastor said, well, those are the list of the names of the people who died in the service. And the little boy said, was that the 8 o'clock or the 1015? <laughs> Because <laughs> sometimes it's hard, you know. I mean, it's hard to, hard to get through all this. So some of you know this. In 1998, I had a sabbatical, and I went to uh, a Jesuit retreat house for a month to do the uh, spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius. And what this thing is, is that it's a 30-day, I didn't read all the fine print, it's a 30-day silent retreat <laughs> and I knew that I had checked the low-fat no sex track but I I didn't know about this silence thing you know so I showed up there and there were kind of eight guys sitting at eight separate tables in the you know cafeteria and I'm like hey 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 what's going on you know 30-day <laughs> retreat they point the sign Silence, you know. So, uh, 1998, right? So I took this picture there. Uh, it's in Sedalia, Colorado. Now it's a place I've gone to many, many times. And they didn't throw me out. They were very patient and understanding with me. But I bought this, I took this picture with a $3 disposable camera, right? You know, so sometimes, you know, it just, it just clicks for you. And it's powerful. And this takes me to the next slide, and if you get nothing else from this week, this is your Sunday school take-home. I mean, this is the deal. So Father Dom, Father Dominic Garamoni, he was on public television, KETC, for many years in St. Louis. He's, a, he's actually a theater teacher at uh, St. Bede's Academy in Peru, Illinois. He's a wonderful baker. He's become a, a good friend of mine, and he says this, and I just love it. And we have it printed out for you um, right after that slide picture in the book under day five. But Jesus didn't come to take away suffering, but rather to give it meaning. By becoming a fully human person, he united his suffering to that of the entire human race so that when we inevitably experience pain and betrayal, we are united to God even more closely. Thus, Christ's suffering was redemptive. In Jesus, suffering becomes inextricably linked to love. Love without sacrifice 
is merely affection, and he chose for himself a greater destiny. When Jesus was lifted up on the cross, he gained a new perspective. And from that height, he could see every person in history. He looked upon the vast sea of faces, generation upon generation of sinful suffering, hopeful humanity, and he realized that he loved them enough to die for them. And one of the faces he saw was yours. And one of the faces he saw was yours. That, my friends, is what it's all about. That was the message that Luther was able to clearly articulate in the 16th century that set the world on fire. And Luther said the two most important words in the sacrament of Holy Communion are the two words for you. Given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And I know sometimes we say, well, you know, I hope you don't take this personally. Well, I hope you do take this personally. That's, that's what it's all about. And that then propels us, compels us, you know, to share that. You know, the other night we were at a party with Hilda, we were talking evangelism, and, you know, somehow I think sometimes we get the notion that evangelism is kind of knocking on doors and like trying to sell Jesus the way you'd sell soap or something. But when we are able to exemplify and exhibit that hope that is within us because there is a recreation, a, a new creation. I think people really are drawn to that. You know that. You know that in your, your own life. And that's, that's really what it's about in this 21st century. Um, on Sunday, this past Sunday, um, our little grandson, Theo, was, um, he's a year and a half, and his parents, Noah and Caroline, they live in Seattle. And um, Caroline's uncle is the pastor at First Congregational Church in um, um, Muskegon, right? Muskegon. Seems like six months ago, right? And um, his, her uncle baptized her um, several years ago. And so I was able to, with Pastor Tim's hospitality, baptize little Theo at uh, First uh, United Church of Christ in uh, Muskegon. And Peter was there. Um, Peter and Patricia were there to join us and um, to sing this song, Stirring Up the Water. So Pete, if you want to maybe intro a little bit about this, and then we'll, we'll sing it together. We've sung it before. Um, but well, it's, it's a great, great baptismal it's been song. Wonderful to work with Ron this week, and in, in part because he baptized my kids many years ago um, in St. Louis at Gethsemane uh, Lutheran there on Pernod and uh, Hampton and Pernod, and so we have a lot of. I've heard a lot of uh, water talk from Ron, and not just bathroom humor, but uh, <laughs> a lot of water, water talk, and. Uh, 
I walked in one day and Brennan was going through his, uh, his communion education, first communion education. So what, how old would he have been, Ron? Uh, ten? Yeah, okay. And uh, he was standing up there and I watched Ron do his thing that he does so well. And um, I just started getting really teary-eyed. And part of that, those tears were coming from my own memory of my faith journey. And... Uh, and how I had gone through, that I knew Brendan, who was, who could be very distractible and all, and, and um, just eyes moving this way, very smart and all that, but could be really tough at that age. You're trying to decipher this wild world and then what you've been told as a child to expect. And uh, I was asked at one point, are you saved, Peter, when I was 14? Because I, I was really starting to get into guitar and look at that, the girls and all that, you know. And a friend of mine said, yeah, but man... You can get good at guitar, but are you saved? You know, you're practicing your guitar all day long. And uh, I was kind of like, hmm, of course I'm saved, I think. And because I've always been told, you know. And I, I just walked around in a daze for a couple days, uh, just that, with that fear that, shoot, maybe I had just gotten it wrong, that you've got to do exactly the right thing, or you're out, you know. Um, I went home, and I, I, got, I got bad enough the phobia that I went to the theologian in the family. My father was a pastor, so I went to my mother. <laughs> and uh, she invited me into the living room. I said, Mom, can I talk to you? And, you know, in those days, we never did that. We never said, Mom, can I have a conversation with you? It was always just we talked, you know. Uh, but I said, you know, this is what John said, and, and I, I, I feel scared about it, you know. And she said, you can't go north, south, east, or west far enough to escape uh, the arms of love that claimed you in your baptism. Those waters will hold you all your life. And it was just like a weight, wings of angels lifted the weight off my shoulders. Um, and I tell people when I, I my mother's passed now for a couple of years, but I tell them, whether it shocks them or not, that my mother was the face of Jesus for me. She, uh, Jesus shined through her. And for all the questions and doubts I had about faith and what to believe, she was the one who had the arms uh, to lead me through that. So this is a song. Uh, I came back to Brendan that day with Ron, who was ushering my son through that beautiful process. And uh, this song came to life that day because Ron was stirring his hands through those baptismal waters. So it goes like this. Welcome, child, into our family, washed in water, reborn and free. The sign on your forehead and your heart, the cross that never will depart. Oh, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Lord, we sing. Oh, stirring up the water, stirring up my soul. The light comes to the darkness. Come and make me whole. Oh, stir it up, stir it up, oh, Lord.
Well, the call goes out to near and distant lands. Come on, you children, into my hands. Grow like branches on the living tree, washed in water, reborn and free. Oh, alleluia, 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 Lord, we sing. Oh, stirring up the water, stirring up my soul. A life comes to the darkness. Ooh, come and wake me whole. Oh, stir it up, stir it up, oh Lord. Da 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 Oh, stirring up the water, stirring up my soul. Oh, the light comes to the darkness. Come and make me whole. Oh, stir it up, stir it up. Come on now, stir it up the water. Stirring up my soul, a light comes to the darkness. Mm, come and make me whole. Oh, stir it up, stir it up, oh Lord. Comfort and joy, the Spirit brings in darkest trials. Drink from the spring. Hear the promise that no time can ever hold. That's forever for young and old. Oh, alleluia, 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 Lord. We sing, oh, stirring up the water. Come on now. Stirring up my soul, light comes to the darkness. Ooh, come and let me hold. One more time. Oh, stirring up the. Oh, you got to come stirring up now. Oh, Lord. Ooh, come and let me hold. Oh, stir it up. Thank you. So you really got to give Chip, staff, and um, the board, and everybody who makes Camp Arcadia happen for like the worship service for tonight. That the descending, the the commissioning, is all about baptism, and it's really about remembering who we are and whose we are.
And I always just love to say it's that simple, but it's also that complex, you know? Re remembering who we are and, and whose we are. And in faith formation, and that's really what camp, that's the business that camp is in, that's the business that congregations are in. There's, there's four things that you really need to do um, to create a climate of faith formation. And the first one is to celebrate rituals and traditions. To celebrate rituals and traditions. So even something that's as silly as the polar bear plunge, you know, that's a ritual and a tradition that happens, you know? And like everybody can participate, you know, if the Cruzy family lets them, you know, because they had like 50 people down there on the beach this morning. So rituals and traditions, celebrate those. Second one is caring conversations. And I've, you know, Yogi Berra said, you can observe a lot just by watching. <laughs> and so I've been doing a lot of observation, a lot of watching this week, and I've been watching you, observing you have a lot of caring conversations. Arcadia makes a space and a place and a time for that to happen. So rituals and traditions, caring conversations, and then um, acts of service. You know, what are we going to do with this? How do we reflect this light? How do we kind of stir it up in our, in our worlds? And after we ourselves have been stirred up, you know, um, so rituals and traditions, caring conversations, acts of service, and then fourthly, devotions. Devotions, you know, whether that's walking, you know, and listening to tunes or reading your scripture or, or, or studying or whatever. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to promote in order to, to pass it on. That's, that's really what it's all about. So um, let's take our break. Come back at 10.30. Bon appetit. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Arcadia Cast. Click on our show notes to find more information about our sponsor, Michigan Church Extension Fund, as well as a link to Camp Arcadia's website, where you can make a gift to support Camp's ministry, view our 2023 season schedule, register for retreats, and learn about serving on summer or end-of-season staff. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast feed so you can see every episode as soon as they are released. We hope today's episode blessed you, and we look forward to bringing you the next one.